entrepreneurs on the move. We shape the life for a better tomorrow. What's going on? My name is Stephen Knight, and you're listening to the Stephen Knight Yeah, yeah. I think um, 
I think TK won on the better movie end, but um, I'll go into my reviews. The first one I saw, which was over Memorial Weekend, was Hangover Part 3. Um, you know, it's the same crew as the first one and the second one. This time they switched it up with a little bit of a different plot. Um, this time we have the crew taking the um, Zach Galifianakis' character, and I can't remember his name. Oh, Alan. They're taking Alan to get some help. Uh, with, you know, his weird condition that you've seen in the first two movies. This one overall, they're trying to still capture, I think, the whole essence of the craziness of Alan. And um, I thought it was a miss. You know, I wasn't a big fan. It was, wasn't was a bad movie, just wasn't as funny as the first one. And I think the best part about the first one is that no one expected what was going to go on and what happened. Uh, now that we're kind of used to the characters, we're used to Alan acting weird. Uh, you know, it's kind of become that same old routine where nothing's surprising us, nothing's too ridiculous because we know what's going to happen. So um, not a big fan of that one. That's a definite rental if you uh, get around to it. But if you don't rent it, you're not going to lose any sleep over it. The next one I saw was Fast and Furious 6. Um and that one was a surprise for me. I was originally going to see Now You See or uh, yeah, Now You See Me, which is the magician uh, heist movie that was sold out when I went to the theater. So I ended up seeing Fast and Furious 6. Um, if you've seen the trailers, you know, it's a lot of action. You got Vin Diesel, you got The Rock, um, you got Ludacris, you got Tyrese. Uh, and it was surprisingly not bad. Um, if you like the Fast and Furious movies, you're going to love this one. It continues the storyline. It catches up where all the characters left off in the, first, the fifth one. There's a lot of humor. Uh, Tyrese and Ludacris, they're, um, they do good. They have good chemistry on screen, and, you know, they're going to get you laughing throughout the whole movie. Um, that being said, you're not going to get a lot of good dialogue, you know, and, you know, Vin Diesel and Paul Walker, they're, they're trying, but, the Rock is still going to be your best actor in that whole movie, but there's a lot of action and it's got a lot of adrenaline in it. So uh, definitely an enjoyable movie. I would take that over the hangover three. Okay. I saw um, after earth and I had an opportunity to early preview uh, the internship. Uh, I'll start with the internship. Um, (laughs) Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson are sick. They're sick dudes. If anyone out there has seen Wedding Crashers, you know that that movie was hilarious. They're back. They did the internship. Still hilarious. Um, I I like how these guys take the premise of doing an internship for a major company um, as big as Google, and they try to do it being middle-aged. That's the part that's the gotcha. And... Their their uneducated approach to having an internship with all these freshly educated souls is very, 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 very dynamic. I think that um, they are the new uh, odd couple, and they work very well on screen. This is going to be another hoot and holler movie. Probably, the, the as far as I'm concerned, the summer comedy movie of the year. So definitely go check out the internship. You will not regret it. Uh, as far as After Earth, I have mixed feelings about it. Uh, I am, you know, a Will Smith fan. Um, I love the brand. But his movies are becoming um, 
a little monotonous with the last man on earth. I'm going to save the earth. You know, I'm the soul man. I'm the hero. It, it kind of has that same theme. But at the same time, I have to applaud him for writing this script and um, writing content about a man and his son. Because that's, in essence, what this movie is about. Everything else is extra. Um, it was also directed by M. Night Shyamalan, which I did not know until I actually went to go see the movie. So that was a twist and a surprise for me. Um, even in watching it, I couldn't tell that it was an M. Night Shyamalan direct, just simply because it didn't showcase what he normally showcases when he does a movie. Um, out of uh, A to F, I give it a B-, and it gets a B- strictly because of the content between the father and the son. I do like that dialogue. I like the chemistry between him and his son in this movie, and I do like the direction of the storyline. It's just that all the extra stuff that goes on to get there is not so much needed. But um, like I said, if if you're a Will Smith fan, you'll be pleased with it. Um, got a lot of negative reviews. Um, I always urge people to go see movies for themselves and make their own choice. But as far as this critic, it gets to be minus. All right. What's coming up? Um, there's this movie coming up that's very, very interesting, and we may want to have this as a show topic in the future. It's about the change of society in the future, and they allow one day out of the year for there to be no law, and they allow for everyone to just basically do what they want to do. The name of the movie is called The Purge, and what happens to this one family when they have a home invasion during the marriage. So you can imagine you're having a home invasion and there's no one to help you because everyone's crazy. Um, go ahead. What were you going to say? That's very interesting. What, what would you do if there were no laws? What would be one thing that you'd break? <laughs> I would, I would, no, I wouldn't break any. I would do what the, this family does in this movie. They basically built a fortified house to, you know, fortify themselves and stay in for 24 hours because, Basically, the whole country is going haywire because there are no laws. You know, you could straight up murder someone in the next day. It's forgiven because you did it during the purge. You do all this, and it removes crime, and it removes all the negative uh, things that came about in society over time. So they give people that 24 hours to get it all out of your system. And then once you get it out of your system for the 24 hours, there's no more crime. That's At least that's supposed to be the, the way it's going. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I would be uh, one of the shut-ins, bolted in, locked in. Yeah. What about and in the trailer, the family's mistake is that they let this one guy in during the purge, and this whole gang of people are trying to hunt him down. So now yeah. the family's kind of the target of these people trying to come and hunt this one guy that they took in uh, during the purge, um, you know, that they probably shouldn't have. But, you know, them being good people, they decided to do that. Okay. Sounds like a very interesting uh, uh, movie, especially that topic. Just think about it, there were no no laws, no rules. It was right. crazy. How about that? Yeah. So I'm also looking at Man of Steel, um, World War Z with Brad Pitt, and mm-hmm. a new movie that I saw the um, the trailer to when I went to go see After Earth. It's called Ender's Game with Harrison Ford and Viola Davis, where it's basically, again, Earth being attacked by an alien race, and they cannot defeat the race, so they have to um, basically enlist children 
to fight the enemy for them, but they're using, it's almost like um, video game technology to fight the aliens, and the children are the ones that are more proficient in it, so the children are the ones that have to go to battle. Wow. <laughs> and it was a book series for a while, a really popular yeah. book series, and it was one of those series where how if they could make a movie or how would it be able to make a movie, and I think with the popularity of things like The Hunger Games and a lot of movies in the recent years, um, they're able to kind of make it into a movie, uh, finally, for us who don't want to read. Huh. The non-reading public. <laughs> yeah, which I'm one of them, I'm not going to lie, so I'll be happy to see a movie about that. <laughs> All right, guys, well, as always, we thank you and look forward to your reviews next uh Next week. Have a great week, okay? Okay, Adam, right. I didn't know you were on. I'm sorry I didn't speak. You don't know what I was talking for the first two minutes of the show, but you weren't. Sorry, on, so. sorry. Right. <laughs> it's okay. I'll talk to you next week at 10.02. Uh, All right, let's do it on lunch day soon. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. All right. All right, see you later. All right, bye. See ya. So, uh, Aaron, you there? Yes, sir. Aaron's probably watching the game. I know. Yeah. I'm missing it. I'm missing it right now. So, what are your thoughts it's, on the um, game right good now? Good game. Is it? Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, let me let me turn it back on. I actually had um turned it off. Let me go back to it. Um, at um halftime, the Pacers were down 37 to 52 at the half. So let's see. Okay. Who who I won? What now? The score now is 49. To sixty-one, Miami, Miami still with the lead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got the um Heat winning winning this game. Um, I'm the Pacers, that. yeah, Pacers I right, but oh no, man, there's something about Roy Hibbert. I have to, I have to talk about him real quick. Roy Hibbert, man, he just needs to just shut up and just play like like I don't know why he feels the need that he has to just talk and talk and talk and say stuff. I, I just I mean, don't you get know, it. those guys are young. LeBron used to be the yeah. same way. Right, those but my thing is this. But at least with Bron, you know, Bron and, and Wade and Kobe, whatever, they've earned it. Like, these guys are, you know, are superstar players. This dude had had one good year. I mean, come on, chill. Chill out, dude. You weren't all that in college. So, yeah, I said it. He was not all that in college. And um, you know, and and I don't I don't want to hate on him, but I'm just like just play your game, you know, all this all this extra getting mad at the media and the and and the anti-gay slurs and stuff, man. Just just play. Stop stop trying to be cool, you know, cuz it seemed like he thought that he was trying to be cool. I'm like, dude, it didn't even sound right coming out of out of his mouth. Like it just sounded like he was just forcing something, just trying, just trying to be cool, and I, I just wasn't, wasn't, wasn't get a reaction at all. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was like it was like crickets. Like, dude, you, you're not cool like that. You're not hip. You're not, you know, you, you don't have that that kind of swag to be saying stuff like that. So, but anyway, um, Jason Kidd has officially retired. So, 19 years in wow. the league. Future Hall of Famer, he has retired. As has Grant Hill. Grant Hill also has retired, and it's it's about time. It's, it's about time, yeah. <laughs> both 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 of them came 
into the league back in 1994. Um, Wow. Yeah, I know, right, exactly, exactly. And and both of them won um, co-rookies of the year. And, I mean, just great careers. But 19 years is plenty. Retire, let somebody else earn earn a check. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so big ups to Jason Kidd and Grant Hill on that. Uh, let's see. Oh, really quickly. Um, shout outs to my cousins Eric and Dolores for um, graduating from high school. I was actually in o- Ohio over the uh, weekend to go to both of their graduations. So, Dolores, Eric, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of y'all. Good job. Keep up the good work in um, college, and I look forward to, you know, seeing great things from y'all ahead. All right. Definitely congratulations to them. Absolutely. Also, child from my nephew who graduated as well. Sorry, I had to do my Oh, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Congratulations to your um, nephew, you said? Was it your nephew? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. Great. That is great. Oh, I don't know if you all heard about the – there is a rumor that actually might be true that um, that the Houston Rockets are looking to um, trade one of their players to make room for Dwight Howard. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So okay. Dwight Howard, what do you think about it? I don't think that Dwight's happy with the Lakers. I think that he, I think that he thought it was going to be this smooth. Transition, L.A., glitz and glam, it's going to be fun. We're going to win a championship or at least go go to the finals. And when he got there, he just realized, like, that's Kobe's team and you're you're just a part of the team. And whereas back in um, Orlando, he was the man. It was his team. But it was Kobe all about has them. a history. Kobe has a history of not being able to let – other players come in and really give what they're able to. Like, you know what I mean? That is his team, and he doesn't know how to adjust to anybody else's support, I think. So it's hard to go into the Lakers. It's hard to be not part of that original crew in playing for Lakers. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because even in in the last, like, year or so that uh, Shaq was, was with the Lakers, Shaq started, you know, talking that, you know, Kobe's tripping, Kobe's, you know, Kobe was becoming, I guess, more and more of the focal point, quote, unquote, of the team. And I guess Shaq felt like he was becoming like a backseat player. And Shaq's like, nah, I was here first before you. This is my team. But, you know, Kobe, I guess, made him feel different or weird or whatever. So Shaq was like, okay, I'm out. Good luck. Peace. I'm out. And I think that's what the White's kind of feeling now. So okay, maybe this isn't what I, you know, thought it was going to be. I, 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 I need to, I need to look elsewhere. I'm gonna say this: Houston's not it. He is not going to win a, a uh, championship in Houston. Sorry, not going to happen. Um, yeah, he's not. I don't, I, I don't see it. I, I actually think that um, maybe going to the Clippers. I, I, I actually see the Clippers being a better fit for him. Yeah, he got a better I, chance there. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, I think that Dwight wants the whole Hollywood life. He wants that, and you're not mm-hmm. going to get it in Houston. Houston's a great city, but but you're not going to get all that. 
in uh, Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. And see, especially what else is going on. Ah, that's pretty much it, yo. I I got the um, I got the Spurs losing to the Heat in seven games. I think it'll be a um, seven game final if the Pacers don't make a comeback in, in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, I I got the Spurs losing to the um, Heat in seven games. So we'll I'll talk about it more next week. But that's my prediction, and I'm sticking with it. We definitely will, definitely will, Aaron. Appreciate you as always. Have a great week, okay? Oh, uh, uh, thank you. Hold on, real, real, real quick. Uh, shout outs to Kelly Price. I am looking forward to this, to uh, listening to this interview tonight. She's a Absolutely. great singer. Looking forward to it. All right, peace. <laughs> All right. Uh, Hi, Miss Ferguson. Yes, I'm here. How are you doing? Hey, girl. I'm, hey, girl. What's going on? <laughs> What you got for? I have a lot of stuff um, to make up for the last two weeks since I so suck. Okay, I have I have a lot of stuff, so I'm hoping I can get through it as usual. So I'm gonna try my best not to sound like I'm speeding through it, but um, yeah. So here we go. Are you guys ready? Because I have a lot. Okay. Now, one of my favorite sales um, is back, and that's a, that's a sale at Nordstrom. And the reason this is one of my favorite sales is because, you know, you, at things at Nordstrom hardly ever go on sale. I mean, you may be able to catch some sales, you know, some, some deals at Nordstrom, but in order for them to do stuff like what they're doing now, it's, like, pretty much unheard of. And basically what they're doing right now is they're having a half-yearly sale. Um, and if you shop there now... And usually, like, their sales run for about three or four weeks. Um, if you shop there now, you can get up to 60% off of your purchase. And you guys hardly ever hear me talking about Nordstrom sales, and this is why, because they don't ever do it. Now, Nordstrom Rack, they always discount things, of course, because that's their that's their uh, outlet store. But Nordstrom, no. I, I don't know what's wrong with those people, but they just do not want to give the economy a break. But they are this time. So, um they're basically having a sale, and if you shop there now, you can get 60% off, uh, up to 60% off of your purchase. Um, and that's all sale and clearance items. And plus, you can save up to 40% off of a wide range of, um, uh, you know, a select a select few of, um, regular price items. Okay. Uh, Neiman Marcus, uh, they're having another designer sale, and they do this a couple of times a year. Um, they're having a sale, and if you shop there now, you can get 33 to 50% off of men's and women's uh, clearance uh, clearance items, clearance and sales items. Uh, Bloomingdale's. Um, now, this sale ends a little bit sooner than most um, because, like, Neiman Marcus, their sale ends when they run out of stuff. Well, Bloomingdale's, they don't do theirs like that. They, their sale ends on the 9th of this month. So if you shop there now, if you shop Bloomingdale's, um, their friends and family event, you can save 20% off of, um, you know, almost all regular and sell price items. Plus, they're giving an additional 40% off of um, clearance items. So you need to hurry up and, and, and run on in because their clearance items fly off the rack fast. And at Bloomingdale's, if you're shopping their friends and family sale, you need to, and you're using, and you're shopping online, you need to use code JUNEFRIENDS. Okay. Um, okay. If you shop at Gap now through tomorrow, and this is like one of those flash sales, if you shop at the Gap now through tomorrow, you can save 25% on all orders. Or if you spend 
$100, you can save 30% off of your order. Or if you spend $125 or more, you can save 35% off of your order. So that's just something um, to keep in mind. So the more you spend, the more you uh, save at the gap. And this is, of course, men and women. Um, now this next sale is just for ladies. Uh, Nine West, their fab fine sale is back. Um, they usually play around with things, and this is just one of those things that they played around with, and it turned out to be successful. Um, their fab fine sale is back, and this is basically, I mentioned this a couple of months ago, and um, what they're doing with this sale is it may not seem like it's that great, but it really truly is because they're giving you a sale on all of their uh, in-season stuff. So the fab fine sale is basically where they have like a select uh some select, some select items, and they just mark them down. No matter how much they actually cost, they mark them down to fifty nine ninety nine. So that's a good deal. And then um, plus, um, if you don't want to shop anything, on, if you can't find anything on the fast find sale, um, you can save thirty percent off of all of off of select sale items. Okay, um, the wet seal. Wet seal is like one of my little stores, you know, where I just get little rinky dink items, and I really like it because, you know, from stores like this, I usually get, um, I usually get, like, trendy things because, you know, I don't believe on spending on trends. Um, if you shop at the wet sale, they're having a friends and family sale, and that friends and family sale ends tonight. So, of course, you can't shop in the stores because the stores are closed, but you can definitely shop online. Um, and if you hurry and shop tonight, you can get 30% off of your entire purchase. Um and if you're shopping online, which of course you would be this time of night, you need to use uh, code WS June Friends. So that's great. Basically, WS for wet sale and then June Friends. Um, off Fifth, which is Saks Fifth Avenue, they're having a really big sale, and they actually call it their big sale. Um, it's called the Big Sale Sale Event, and that's going to be now through uh, that, that's it, now through June 11th. And they have a lot of things that are discounted. So basically, I'm going to go off the list. Of course, all of this stuff is listed on my website. But I'm going to go down the list. Um, if you shop now to June 11th, you can save 50% off of all children's items. Okay? Now, you can save 40% off of all men's suits, men's coats, I'm sorry, men's sports coats, men's dress pants, women's shoes, women's premier and designer sportswear, and that's the section that they have. Now, you can save 30% off of all classic, contemporary, and modern sportswear. That's for men and women. Um, you can save 30% off of dress shirts and ties, men's shoes, handbags, fine jewelry, and designer's sunglasses. And then, last but not least, you can save 20% off of all denim for men and women, all watches for men and women, and all accessories for men and women. So this is what, like I said, this is their big sale, sale event. So um, if you're near an outlet, and, of course, all fifth is Zach's Fifth Avenue's outlet store, if you're near an outlet, um, you know, go ahead and, and, and run on in because they're having a, a nice little sale event right now. Okay. Um, J. Crew, um, they're also having a sale. And if you shop there, um, you can save 25% off of your purchase. Or you can get 30% off of your purchase if you want to use your J. Crew card. Um, and if you're shopping online, you need to use code SUMMER. Um, and today is the last day to um, to save on uh, to shoes dot com. Um, if you shop there now, you can get an additional twenty five percent off of all sales shoes. And um, of course, this is an online only store. Um, but to shop to get the twenty five percent off, 
you need to use 2-5 sale, which is 25 sale, to get the discount. And last but not least, this is like this my this is my favorite saving sale of the night. Um, I always tell you guys about New York and Company. I get so excited whenever I tell you guys about New York and Company because they always have great, great deals. Well, this one is going to blow your mind. They're giving you an extra 70% off of their clearance items. So that is probably the best sale I've come, I've come across in a very, very long time. So if something's marked down to, let's just say, 30 bucks and you would take an additional 70% off of that, and that's all of their clearance items. So um, plus they're also giving um, buy one, get one free off of new arrivals. Um, I'm sorry, not buy one, get one free. Buy one, get one 50% off of um, new arrivals. So, but the, the 70%, the extra 70% off of clearance items is really what blew my mind. But anyway, that's all I have for you guys tonight. So I hope I made up for, um, you know, these past two weeks, and I really missed you guys. We miss you no, too. I'm you, glad you, you, still owe, you still owe us some more discount. <laughs> <laughs> well, I promise I'll, I'll, come, I'll, I'll do better next week. I, I'll have some good stuff for you next week, hopefully. As always, <laughs> as always. Well, look, have I'll a great that. week. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you again next week, okay? Have a great week, okay. Janelle. We miss you too. Talk to you soon. Oh. All right. Bye-bye. All right. So... Ms. Parker, before we go to commercial break, any entertainment news you want to cover? Very quickly, what is the whole big deal with um, what's going on with Beyonce and her outfit? I I don't get. I try trying to understand. I guess wherever she performed this weekend in London was supposed to be like more of an elegant event and something where her outfit was too sexy and inappropriate. Did you hear that? I you know I've been so out the loop. I've been so. Trapped in a bubble. Yeah, she performed. Her and Jay Z was in London this weekend, and she performed at some event. And um, it's a whole controversy about the outfit that she wear. That she wore pretty much was a leather leotard-looking outfit, which she always wears. So I'm not sure the big deal is there. But Kim Kardashian had her baby shower over the weekend as well in LA, um, and uh, you know all the stars were. There, Nene and some other people, Kelly uh, Osborne, um, but no Kanye. I guess they were expecting Kanye to show up. I don't think usually dads are baby showers, but I wish them the best. Um, congratulations to having a little girl. Uh, Michael Douglas is also causing controversy because he said that his throat cancer was due to oral sex. I don't want to go into that, but you know, you get time. I know we're running out of time, so I'm trying to go through this really quickly. I wanted to talk about that commercial, the Cheerios commercial with the biracial family. Um, uh, General Mills had to cut off their comment section on YouTube because they're getting a lot of racial um, racial comments about them featuring a, a biracial family. Really stupid. General Mills should have just went ahead and ignored it because, you know, like Ryan Cameron said, that keyboard courage. People just tied everything they can because they're behind the keyboards. The commercial was super cute, and family comes in all different sizes, colors, genders. Be open minded. Just stop all the hate. Um, right. I know we have to move on, but those are like the biggest the couple of stories those I want to mention. Yeah. Okay. I do want to mention one thing um, before we go to commercial break. Um, I will be giving a special uh, concert in Atlanta on June 15th for the Children's Miracle Network. I'll be performing with some other artists as well. Um, but 
see, June 15th, and they're basically they're looking to break, uh, spread, what, what excuse me, <laughs> spread uh, about the cause, and um, they are looking to raise $90,000, which will surpass what they raised last year. I think last year they raised $80,000. So for more information on that, you can go to my website, um, stephenightmusic.web.com, and you learn about how you can be what, part of that. Where is the performance? What time? The performance, it's in Atlanta, and it's going to be on the 15th in Alpharetta, uh, 5200 Windward Parkway. So, what um, time is it from the 15th? It's from, the concert is from 11 to 8, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Um, okay. I don't know exactly what I'm performing, but I do know my name. My, I'm the only artist on the poster. <laughs> okay, great. Well, we'll try to find out more info and, uh, and update us next weekend. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's take a quick commercial break. We'll come back with Neil Carr right after this. Celebrate Entrepreneur's Biggest Night live from West Hollywood, California. The 2013 EOTM Awards, Sunday, August 4th at the beautiful Pacific Design Center. Red carpet and celebrity-studded awards show highlighting all things entrepreneurship. Nominees and presenters scheduled to attend Bruce Valanche, Farrah Abraham, Tammy Roman, Jake Short, Carlin Jeffrey, Adam Barter, Matt Martin, Eric Zuli, Latoya Luckett, Jasmine Brand, Christian Keys, Mary Marrow, Vincent Ward, Josh Feldman, CeCe Perkinson, Cynthia Manley, Fawn, Chili Moe, Mimi Foss, Donley Heising, Jared Masters, Macy Bookout, Barbara Niven, and many more to be confirmed. Performances by Billy Lord, Adam Barter, Chioki Damachi, Leon, Ron Anthony with Don Cannon, and more. Win tickets by tweeting hashtag EOTM Awards, hashtag ThinkEntrepreneurship. Visit www.eotmawards.com, www.eotmawards.com for more info. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Our guest is not quite here yet, so before we... Excited. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're talking to, you know, I'm, I'm really interested. Neil Carr is supposed to be our first guest. He's actually someone who uh, was pursuing a um, football uh, career. And he, you know, was, you know, played college. He played, uh, you know, school ball. His wife and had such a, uh, a, a clear vision of where he was going, they got injured. And then he got into acting. He's been in so many movies and different plays and things like that. So I was very interested to see how he made that transition because, Miss Park, I know that you may know when you have a passion for something and then right. taken away from you like that, it's like, wow. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, but but he's made it work for him. So I'm interested in talking about that. But until we get him on, um, tell me about. Uh, your favorite Kelly Price song. It should be on on in the next few minutes. What, what's your favorite Kelly Price song? I have all of Kelly Price's albums. I love everything she does. Love the duet she did with um, with Whitney and um, and Faith. Love Fine, friend of mine. Love friend of mine. Love um, he proposed with her. I love that song. <laughs> I, I love like that. Song. Fight. You just understand. <laughs> so I'm super excited. Super excited. You know, my, all, my, my all-time favorite song is uh, "It's Gonna Rain." It's yeah. kind of a soundtrack. It's gonna rain. I can't say, yeah. but that's my song too. <laughs> yes, that is my jam. <laughs> I 
I'm going to write this thing on the phone uh, to anyone that will listen. And I was thinking this girl one time, and I was trying to hit them notes that Kelly hits in the song. So it's like a dying cat.
then one day that that easy it was it was it was gone. What 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 do you remember about uh those days? Well, um you know, around that time, you know, it, it's it's funny because God never makes any mistakes. Um Right. And, uh, you know, at that at that moment I really couldn't understand what it was. And I was hurt, destroyed, distraught, but I couldn't finish my football career. But I gave it my whole. And, you know, that that situation happened. It took me out. And, you know, all I can do is pretty much take all of that energy and transition it into something else, you know, which was the the arts. You know, I always loved the arts, man. So for God to give me a whole other opportunity to be able to pursue something with, uh, with the pursuit of, of, of football and, you know, something that you have to stay consistent and, and put the work in and, you know, being a multitask, it, it, it was it was a blessing. So, uh, you know, just pretty much going through the situation, man, uh, pretty much got me ready to, to to take on this new task of of, of the arts, man, and and, and really kind of uh, locking my foundation into that. You know. So, so tell us about the transition into the arts. You know, going from um, sports to to arts. What, how did you get started? How did you were you able to turn everything around and head this direction? Well well pretty much I went to a vocational high school, um Howard High School of Technology. And um okay. there I took up television production as well. So I was kind of, you know, in behind the camera doing shooting and editing and things of that nature. And kind of right. then I found that I had a you know, I just had a freedom about myself and I would always do little you know, little skits and things of that nature when I was younger. So it kind of all just um, worked its way out. And I remember graduating, having the opportunity to go to go to a performing arts school and, you know, taking a, the, the partial scholarship at Dell State, the, the football scholarship. And I just wind up, you know, just going to Dell State. Um, but once that, you know, I, tore, I destroyed my shoulder, it dawned on me. I'm like, man, did I make the wrong mistake? But, um, you know, right after that, like around my sophomore year, second semester, um, I wind up, you know, locking in with everybody from my major, and we we did some real, some real decent projects. And from there, man, I, I got bit by the acting bug. Um, I had already minored in theater, so I was, you know, doing doing college theater plays and things of that nature. And it was pretty much a smooth transition, man. God had just, um, he just gave me the opportunity right there, and it was just me having to understand and just walk into my craft and 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 just train. And you know, I, I just I spent the eternity, uh, you know, just rocking on theater and. I'm doing tons of independent films, man. Just honing my craft. Um, so, so, so what's what's been what's your uh, would you say? And I know it's kind of hard, kind of like maybe trying to decide what's your favorite child. <laughs> what's one of your favorite works that you've done up to this far? Up to this point. Mm. Well, I have, I have a few. Um, you know, now that, that's a that's a tricky question. Are you saying theater or, or, or film? Which one are you gonna? <laughs> you gonna categorize the one? Or are you saying that either either one, theater or film? Either one, either old. one, either, either one. one. Oh, I thought you were gonna give me one of each. Oh man. <laughs> uh, no, nah, well, I, at, you know, always my 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 earliest pro well, my latest project sometimes are my babies. Um, something I, I love working on with Split Second. Um, you know, the project with the unit, Tim Fontaine, um, Todd Anthony, Lachey Martin. Um, you know, it was just. You know that project came at a time where I was transitioning and I was going through a lot, um, and and the project was so organic. So I think you know just the whole journey and the process and and um, the way things went so unexpected with that project. I think the second has to be my most uh, you know my most favorite project that I worked on so far. Um, okay. You know, just okay. To, just to put it out there. Yeah. 
and I know that you're, you're also doing some modeling. What else can we expect from you in the future? Oh uh, well, I'm 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 in Atlanta now. You know, just just re, just newly relocated to the A. Okay. So I'm, I'm getting acclimated down this way. Um, so I have some things welcome that I'm working on down here. Yeah, well, I'm here, man. I'm here. Um, so if you just give me, please speak to me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I just got acclimated June 30th. I have a project at the DC Theater Festival, um, and that's actually a, you know a theater piece, and it's called Don't See Me No Blues. So you know I'll be traveling back up that way to work on that. Um, and, you know, we're still pushing split second. I'm um, doing some campaign things. Uh, I got I got a campaign photo shoot that I'm going to do with New Balance coming up in, in, uh, in you know, late July. Shout out to Andre Wright Jr., Color of Life Photography. I'm in Tyrell, uh, Tyrell Evans, New Balance Liaison, New York City. You know, them guys, get, you know, really, really collaborated and put a dope project together. So I'm happy to be a part of that. Um, so, you know, you know, just grinding, man. You know, just trying right. to, uh, you know, build the momentum up, and you know, and just, and just do this thing that we call call acting, man, and just live life. That's all. Well, you listen. I want to thank you so much for being on the show tonight. You know, your inspiration of how you can take something that seems like you said God doesn't make mistakes seems to be a negative, and turn it something that opens so many doors. So, thank you for coming on and sharing your story with us. And I wish you nothing oh, but the thank best. You. Oh, thank you very much for having me, bro. Thank you, thank you. No problem, no problem. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll come back. We're talking to Miss Kelly Price right back after this. All right. BET, home of some of the greatest shows, such as Monique, Let's Stay Together, The Game, Steve Harvey, Everybody Hates Chris, Master Mix, and many more. BET is also famously known for their featured blog site, such as Spotlight, What the Flick, Stay Tuned, Head Over Hills, Sound Off, and a wide variety of others. So the next time you're flipping through your channels, tell a friend to tell a friend about BET and BET's video library. Also, don't forget to catch the countdown on 106 in Park with Roxy and Terrence. Do you want your chance? You feel as if you got what it takes? Or just want to read and catch up on BET News? Tune in to www.bet.com or send your thoughts and opinions through mail to BET Network, 1235 W Street, Northeast, Washington, D.C., 20018-1211 or phone BET Network at 202-608-2000. This commercial was brought to you by EOTM Radio and Classic City Records. Welcome back. Kelly Sherelle Price was born in Queens, New York, and began singing in church as a little girl. She is known for singing on background songs uh, from Mariah Carey, such as Fantasy and also the notorious B.I.T., More Money, More Problems. Prior to becoming a recording artist, uh, Price's career as a writer flourished. She collaborated and performed with such well-known artists such as Brian McKnight, Faith Evans, uh, we said Biggie, Jay-Z, Puff Daddy, you name it. I'm so glad to have her on. She's had hits such as Friend of Mine, You Should Have Told Me, As We Lay, an emotional ballad tired, just an tired, just a few. Please help me welcome the talented Miss Kelly Price. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? 
you know, we we have been trying to get you on for a while now. It took some time, but you know, once we got it confirmed and we put it out there, your fans went crazy. <laughs> they went cool. crazy. That's they, cool. They That's really you. really cool. They love you. They love you, and rightfully so. I mean, you have a gift that is. Wait, let me ask you before we get into the interview. What goes on in your mind when you're singing? When you when you're letting those notes just go? What, what, what's going on in your mind? Honestly, um, I give myself over to the song. Give myself over okay. to the music. Give myself yeah. over to the lyrics. Um, especially if it's a personal experience that I've written about. Um, I feel like even if I don't feel well, if I have a sore throat, or if, even if it's a bad vocal day, if I allow myself to live inside of the lyric of the song, it's not. it, it will never be a bad performance, even if I'm physically incapable of giving what I want to give. Um, I feel like I can never go wrong if I give myself to the song. And so literally that's what's going on in my head when I'm singing. I have people say, oh, my God, you sing like you sing. It's your last time every time. But that's kind <laughs> of it for me. It's, that's kind of it for me is to do it like it's my last time every time. Wow, wow. You, you've had some Pike, great. I just want Hello? to say that I've loved you since the first time I heard you, and you <laughs> have a God-given gift, and I'm so excited to be here on the show. Thank you Thank so much you. for Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I'm going to agree with you. The gift is definitely God-given. I'm not that smart. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> so when the hit song, A Friend of Mine, hit the radio, yes. were you surprised by the, uh, the initial success and, and how that song has become a classic? Were, were you surprised at that moment? You know, I have to say, honestly, the song Friend of Mine is it's very interesting because um, I've been writing for other artists, and I received a bunch of tracks from several of the producers that were bad boy producers at the time. I was doing a lot of writing with them and for many artists around the country. And when I got that particular track, I wrote the song, and I started singing it to myself, and I was nowhere near having a record deal at the time, but I didn't want to give the song away. Right, um, yeah. And, um, and the more I sang it to myself, the more I said, I can't give this song away. I felt like I wanted to sing it and that I would never hear anybody sing that song like I could sing it. Um, and wow. so I held, on, I held on to it, and with no record deal and no prospects in sight, I said, this is my song, and I, I felt it. It was almost as I was writing it and as I was singing it to myself and working out the, the arrangements and the harmonies, I could hear what it sounded like before I even went in to record the demo, and I didn't want to give it up, and I didn't give it up. So there was something that was um, in my gut. Um, I almost want to call it a spiritual confirmation that this song was indeed a smash, um, but you don't know until you know. But I felt like yeah. it was something that I would regret if I gave it away, and I didn't, and I'm glad that I didn't. I, I, yeah. <laughs> We're glad you didn't. <laughs> We're glad you didn't. Now, now, you, you know, at one point saying background from Mariah Carey, when yes. it was time for you to be put into the spotlight um, as that as the solo star, as the, the main act, was there any, was there any fear, any apprehension or did you know this is what you were meant to do lots of fear and lots of apprehension it was not my idea to do it although there was i have to be very honest there was kind of a a, a something that was growing inside of me 
and really it was kind of that feeling more and more that I wanted to sing my own music. Um, right. But a lot of apprehension because I went every day. I was in the studio every day of the week. Like even if I had to be at church when church was over, I was on my way to the studio. And that was my life as a writer and as a background singer because I wasn't just on the road with Mariah, but I was a session singer as well. So even when there were no shows to do, I was always in the studio recording yeah. with someone at some point. Um, but it wasn't my idea. It was, um, it, it became something that people started saying to me. Um, Sean Puffy Combs was saying, you ought to let me sign you. And then, of course, I met Ronald Isley um, as a result of writing music for uh-huh. Ronald Isley through the Bad Boy Camp. He wanted to sign me. And then my husband jumped in on the act, and he was like, I think you ought to do it. I think they're right. I think you're an artist. I think you're a star. I think you should do it. And I just kept saying no. I'm, I don't look like what these artists look like. I hear right. the chatter. You know, I was very, very privy to the back room conversation because I was in the back room. You know, right. so um, right. I knew that I wasn't what people were looking for, even though they loved the way I sounded. So I was extremely apprehensive. I didn't want to open myself up to that level of scrutiny. And it was to the point where people were saying that my look would cause me failure, and it didn't matter how talented I was. So there was a lot of fear. Um, I actually did it on the pushing of those names, actually, that I mentioned before. Um, Puffy Combs, Ronald Isley, my husband literally stayed in my ear um, and just kept kept telling me, you need to do it, you need to do it. So I kind of did it half-heartedly with them in my ear, and it grew for me. The desire grew for me as I started to do it, as I started to record for myself. And um, it, it it was the plan. I, I can't say it's I, – I it's hard to describe, but I, I'm anybody that knows me knows that I'm a church girl. I don't hide it. I believe that my steps are ordered, and I could never imagine that that's what I was going to do, even as a kid, being able to sing and being able to write. I told myself I would sing in church on Sundays, maybe go to different places and sing on the weekend, but that I would have a nine-to-five. I never thought that this would be what I did for a living, um, and I was wrong. Yeah, very wrong. <laughs> very wrong. wrong. <laughs> very wrong. So, so you know, Obviously, you've worked with many great artists in the industry. Um, yes. And you, 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 I'll tell you what, what I love. I just loved it when these three voices came together. <laughs> Kelly Price, yeah. Sage Evans, and Miss Whitney Houston. Yes. What was that experience like recording that song, Heartbreak Hotel, with those, with those two ladies? I was a super fan. I was a super <laughs> fan. I met... I met Faith Evans as a background singer and a writer um, at, uh-huh. at the Bad Boy Studios, and I, the first day I saw her in person, I had to remind myself that I needed to be a professional, um, <laughs> that I could not that I could not goofy out on her. I, people hear me say it all the time. I am a Faith Evans fan, always have been, always will be, and who wasn't a Whitney Houston fan? So right, in that yeah. crew, I was I was fresh on a brand new album when I got the call to do that song. My album hadn't been out ninety days yet. So literally, I was I was the newbie, and I was in diva, sing your face off, chick heaven. Right. And yeah. I just felt so honored, and literally to know that Whitney Houston was listening to Kelly Price, that yeah. she went and got my record, and and to have her talk to me and tell me I was riding down Jersey Turnpike listening to you singing. Girl, you almost made me crash my car into the meeting when you hit that note. That that was a big, that was a big thing. 
Um, wow. And it was a, it was a sisterhood and a kinship that started immediately and never went anywhere. Yeah, and I know that um, we all know that her last public appearance, when your last public appearance was at um, your your party in L.A. Grammy weekend. Yes. Uh, and she came on stage, and you all uh, did a little duet of Jesus Loves Me. And, I, mm-hmm. and I've heard your comments about that, about all the song, hit songs she had. She chose that song to sing impromptu. What, what, what it, and you went on, uh, I know you, because you, there are a lot of uh, speculation of, you know, how she was acting that week or whatever, and I know that you've been very vocal, you know, on your opinion of, um, you know, what you thought about your friend. How yes. will you miss her? How will you remember Whitney, uh, you know, for the years to come? How will you remember I'm I'm going to remember the woman who smiled at me, told me how amazing I was, told me that people in this industry were crazy if they saw that my body was bigger than my voice. Oh. I'm gonna remember I'm gonna remember the woman who advised me not to get caught up in the craziness of the business because she'd had her own time that she spun out or or, right. or spiraled or spiraled out because of the lifestyle and the pressures. I'm going to remember the woman that warned me of the pitfalls. I'm going to remember the woman that cared about Kelly the person um, right. and not just Kelly the product. You know, wow. um, that was that it, that was an amazing thing. I'm going to remember a woman who was never um, so insecure that she wouldn't share her stage with another female singer. That's a very hard thing to make happen in our industry, and she was never afraid to do it. Um, I, I, those are the those are the things that I remember. That and so much more. Private conversations, um, shared meals, whatever. That that's what I'm going to remember. And the last thing I'll remember um, is that she did come to Los Angeles for Grammy Week, and a woman who rarely made a red carpet appearance or anything like that decided that she wanted to come and celebrate with me um, because of my moment. And that night she told me, "I'm very proud of you." You've done it. You've held it together. I love you, and I just wanted to be here with you. That was our conversation that night. I wasn't expecting her to come to the stage. I didn't ask her to. I didn't want to put her on the spot. I was just glad that she was there. And the look of surprise on my face was genuine because I didn't expect her to come up to the stage. It was just enough that she showed up. Um, Even though we were friends, I understood and respected the magnitude of who she was. And it wasn't easy for her to go someplace and not be mobbed or not be, you know, attacked by the media or the paparazzi. So for her to go anywhere was a big deal. And she was willing to undertake that um, challenge to be somewhere to help me celebrate. And um, that's the person that she was. Wow. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing those thoughts. You know, you talked about, talk about um, how it can be, uh, you know, you, it can, you can have insecurities and you can have things that are magnified when you are in the public eye. And you you've talked you talked about even in this interview how you may have not had the image that everyone thought would be successful. Obviously, you overcame that, and you're you know a superstar. Um, what advice do you have for people who are trying to be in this business and may not have the look, or may not you know maybe feel inferior because of of, of what's not even important? What advice do you have to, to do what you've done and taken that and turned into something positive that has enhanced your career? I'll be very honest with you. I actually think that someone that doesn't have the quote-unquote image to be a superstar has it easier than I had it. 
because with the assistance of social media and with people being able to self-market themselves, like literally put themselves out there, um, they have the opportunity to win over the world, really. The world is at your fingertips um, with, with, you know, the way these smartphones are made and with computers. They literally have the opportunity to, to win the world over just with their talent. And so, um, obviously, everybody, if you're going to be on television and if you're going to be seen and if there's going to be a public image of you, you want that to be um, something pleasant to look at. But, you know, to me, anybody can get a perm, anybody can get some weeds sewn in, anybody can get a good makeup job done, um, but everybody's not going to be a size 2, everybody's not going to be a size 6, and I think that that being a, a major factor of whether or not someone can be successful when they are clearly talented is ludicrous. But um, I would say for somebody today, go for it. Put yourself out there. Put your music together. If you don't have the ability to make tracks and go into the studio, get on YouTube and sing your face off. I mean, just the opportunity to be seen by anyone, and it doesn't even have to be the right people. If just enough of the everyday people see who you are, life can change, and we've seen it happen over and over and over again. So I would say that, um, just being able to put yourself out there is something that we didn't have. Then, when I think about putting my first record out, there was no Facebook, there was no yeah. Twitter, there was no social cam. You know, that was the late '90s, so it wasn't even that exactly. long ago. So, I would say utilize every uh, piece of, of, of electronic ability, every piece of anything that you can use to put yourself out there and get in the face of the world. There's really no excuse. You have people walking in the Apple Store making videos inside of the Apple Store and putting it up on the right. internet. Do what you got to do <laughs> inside of reason and inside of morality um, and common sense, obviously, to be seen and to be heard. But um, I, there's no excuse to me. Today, there's no excuse for not being heard. I hear that. Well, I just want to say congratulations on your weight loss. You look awesome. You've always been beautiful. You're even more beautiful you. now. And your voice is, is you know, is, is, is a gift, so... Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm just glad that we had the opportunity to to speak to you and, 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 and hear your music. Thank you so much. I'm glad too. It changed my life. Um yeah. it changed me as a person. It just it, you yeah. know, not just the the obvious things. It changed me as a person and um um it's a wonderful opportunity. It's given me a platform even just to, to talk to people who need to hear messages of encouragement or anything. The music really is just a stepping stone and a platform to do what I feel I've been called to do, really, and that is just kind of help make a difference in people's lives. And so the music is Absolutely. the open door, and I'm grateful for it. Well, you know, I can't let you go without asking about the R&B Divas L.A. Now, yeah. we've seen, we've seen um, you know, R&B Divas Atlanta. We've had uh, a lot of the cast on the show, especially from the first season. What yeah. can we expect from the L.A. Uh, brand? I wish to God I could tell you. Um, <laughs> um, the, the, the truth of the matter is is that reality TV is a very different animal, and yeah. we are all going into it and have to learn it um, as we were doing it. Um, it is something that is not always the, – the end result is not always what was put together initially. And right. that's as yeah. honest as that's... I can be. I know – I know that when I go into the studio and I put a song together, I know what you're going to hear when it gets to the radio. Exactly. I know what uh-huh. you're going to hear when it gets to iTunes. I have to honestly say 
I have no idea what anyone is going to see when they see it. Um, I, I, I don't know if something that I said on the first day is going to be um, edited with something that I said on, the, on day 39. I have no yeah. idea. Um, exactly. I, I am going to be sitting and watching and anticipating and hoping <laughs> that we all look as stellar and as elegant and as beautiful and as well-spoken and as talented as we all are. Um, I happen to be friends and acquaintances with every woman in Atlanta. Okay. Um, okay. I knew every woman in the L.A. cast, with the exception of Claudette Ortiz. I met her um, just before we began to shoot here in L.A. And I have to say that um, with differences, whatever they are, um, there have never been any instances where anything happened with any of us prior to shooting that would have us come together and, and be um, combative in any way. Um, and sometimes in doing these things, um, you have seeds planted and, and things done, and, and sometimes it doesn't turn out so well. So I'm just really hoping that in the end everybody is able to remain being seen in the same life that they were seen going in. And that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and I know that the um the the R and B Divas Atlanta the first um the first season you they recorded the album and you even um guest appeared on the album. Um yes. Fantasia did I believe as well. Are are the the R and B Divas of LA, are they putting together the same type of album? No. Or an actually album? I would have loved to have done it. The television producers actually were um against it. The production company was against us wow. together to put a record together, and I actually was very surprised at that. Um, yeah, but I wanted to. I wanted to. When you, To me, when you have that many singers in the room, to not have someone singing is a tragedy. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's a golden opportunity, because that, that other album was really good. I thought it was really good. Um, yeah. Speaking of albums, your last album came out, Kelly, which is yes. Grammy nominated and had hit singles and everything else. Um, it came out 2011. What's the fans want to know? When are we going to hear brand new Kelly Price music? Um, before the end of the year. Before okay, the end good. of the year. Um, I'm excited about new music that I'm working on right now. And that's always an opportunity just to kind of get it out. Like, I, I write from my extreme emotion. So okay. I have to honestly say I have a lot to write about right now. <laughs> so I'm in the process of writing um, and in the studio and working on new music, and I'm really excited about what's going to come. I Honestly, I, I have to say that um, I've, I've been writing um, on purpose since I was seven. I was writing before then, but I wrote my first song on purpose when I was seven years old. And wow. it's something that I find that the more I do, the better I get at it. I really am very excited about watching my writing continue to develop as I do it more. So yeah. I'm excited about, I'm excited. Like For me, Kelly was the best written album personally that I've done, in my opinion. Just right. the formation of the songs, um, the lyrical content, the way it was put together, even the messages in the songs and things that I had to say. But a part of that is because life plays a big part in that too. So the more you learn, um, you know, the more you're able to talk about. And so I'm really excited. So I'm excited that you all are excited, and I'm um, I'm really, really hopeful that you all are going to be excited once you hear it. I believe you will. Absolutely. I know we will. Yeah. I know we will. Yes. One last question. Yes. What's, your, what's your dream duet uh, going forward, someone you haven't worked with before? 
Oh, my goodness. To be very honest with you, uh, my dream duet is is to do another one with Miss Faith, Miss Faith Evans. We've been talking about it, and we're thinking about covering, actually. We're thinking about covering one of the, the greats of our time in a duet. So we're trying to decide if we want to get together and remake something Aretha or something Patty or something Gladys and put our own spin on it together. We've been having that Thank conversation. Um, so, <laughs> so, I mean, that would just be great. Who, I mean, we both love her. We both love them, all of them. So we're just trying to figure out which one of those to do. Um, actually, Faith is going to come and write something for me. I told her I think that she's the, the master of writing an incredible tempo yeah. dance record. So uh-huh. I told her I need her to do me one of those. That's project. I'm excited <laughs> about that. Um, yeah. Just, but a dream duet? My list is kind of strange, and maybe you'll understand it, and maybe you won't. Definitely would love to do something with Celine Dion. I would okay. definitely, I would, I, believe it or not, I would love to do something um, with Barbara Streisand and or Bette Midler. Um, oh, wow. I think they represent, I think they just represent um, an amazing stretch across um, not just genres of music, but also just across the board of entertainment. Um, yeah. I wish to God that I would have done something with Luther Vandross before he died. That did not happen. But with technology, you never know. Never know. <laughs> uh, you never know. I'll say that. Um, they're, they're just the therapy. Shaka Khan, I want to do something with. I think that would be amazing. I'm, I'm a fan of these incredible, strong powerhouse women. Um, wow. I, but from this new school of singers, I absolutely would love to do something with, I'm calling her new school, but and to me she's new school because I'm, you know, several years older than she is. But Jasmine Sullivan, who is amazing. Oh yeah, um, Fantasia, I would love to work with again. I would absolutely love to work with this new young girl, Candace Glover. I think she's amazing. Um, uh, um, and and my little baby's from Glee. Lord Jesus, I'm having a brain fart. But that oh, house, I Amber, need to talk about <laughs> Amber yeah. Riley. Yeah, Ms. that would be Amber. A, that would be a, is Amber Amber Riley. Uh-huh. Yeah, she'll make you go home and drink tea and go on vocal rest for <laughs> three days before you sing with her. Yeah. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Well, you Absolutely. know, Kill, I want to thank you so much, you know, for taking the time out your busy schedule. You got the reality show coming out, new music yes. working, a mother, yes. and a lot going on. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on with us tonight, and we oh. can't wait to cannot wait to hear new music and to see the show. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Love everybody. Thank you to everybody that wrote in and told them you were excited about me coming on. I really appreciate it. God bless y'all. God bless you. Have a great one. Thank you so thank much. You. You Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And we'll be right back after this. Are you an entrepreneur on the move? EOTM Media Group has become the new voice for you. EOTM has the most outstanding public relations firm that will suit your needs as well as your budget. Thanks to EOTM Radio and staff, EOTM has climbed the ranks, reaching over 1 million listeners worldwide. Not only is EOTM Media Group mutually respected for its amazing quality, but also for their branding and marketing expertise. Everyone in the industry needs PR and marketing. So with that said, if you or someone you know needs PR or marketing solutions, 
Contact Carla Barnes, Head of Marketing and Branding at 213-290-3573 or visit her website at www.eotmediagroup.com or join her blog at www.eotmblog.com. What's that? You're interested in hearing a few live shows? Visit our radio page at www.eotmradio.com. Thanks for your time. This commercial is brought to you by EOTM Radio and Classic City Records. Shout out to Neil Carr and Kelly Price. Thank both of them for being on the show tonight. But now it is time to oh, go and see what's <laughs> Now it's time to go and see what's playlist. As you know, we receive music uh, from our people all over the country who want to be featured during this segment. Each week we select artists to play on our playlist, and tonight our playlist features songs by both major and independent artists. If you're interested in being featured on the playlist, please email us at the Stephen Nice Show at gmail.com. Attach one or two songs, your bio, and one or two promotional pictures. Now remember, all songs must be radio for must be edited for radio, meaning no curses. And we definitely look forward to hearing your music. The first song, I believe, is uh, the song that suits everyone to Kelly Price back in the late nineties. It's called "Friend of Mine." Check it out. Enjoy yes. this playlist.
wanna hear my bullshit. Meanwhile, this nigga putting his hands on me. Let's do this dirty laundry, dirty laundry. Let's do this dirty laundry, dirty laundry. When you soaked in tears for years and never cares out. When you make pain look this good and never wears out. Thank you. Look forward to talking to you again next week. Until then, God bless. Good night.